Welcome to Hattrick. I am Jordan Dollar Coltman. I'm joined by Elliot Tanti and Braden Dollar Coltman. Braden, Elliot, we have been off for two weeks now. Almost feels like a long time since we were all together because we took uh, last week off for the long weekend. A lot has happened. There is a lot to discuss in the world of sports. Uh, and we've got a couple busy topics where we're just going to jam way too much content in. Uh, so I apologize in advance if this uh, episode feels a little bloated. But it's May, and we're getting into barbecue season, and everything's a little bloated. Here we go. <laughs> Listen to whatever you want. You don't have to stick around. <laughs> All right. Topic one, as I said, we're going to um, pay homage to the winner of the Best Picture Oscar this year with Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I'm going to jam more sports content into this one topic than could possibly be imagined i believe the term is 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag that's what we're going to attempt here i want to point out that we as i said we're off for a week so there's even more than what i'm about to list but this is this is a list of all of the sporting events you could have enjoyed over the last week and more specifically over the last two days of this weekend we had the monaco grand prix all three days of that for formula one you had the indy 500 arguably one of the most famous races in the world and certainly one of the biggest sporting events in america in terms of viewership we had nba and nhl conference championship rounds both of all four all four games all four games in both different leagues had at one point a series that was being led three nothing by somebody and two of those series are still going on so there's some storylines for you the Memorial Cup is underway in Kamloops. The host Blazers got lit up in game one and then lit up Peterborough in game in two. The World Championship was just uh, crowned over in, uh, I guess it was in Sweden. Where, where were they playing? I don't even know. Somewhere in Europe. But we had some crazy games and we also had some crazy upsets. We'll talk about that. We have the Schwab PGA Tour event. We had MLS soccer going on. You could have watched CFL preseason. You could watch the early rounds of the French Open. I, I, I can go on all day. There is so, so it's much a little bloated. Oh, you know what I didn't even mention in here? Baseball season in, yeah. in full swing. Lots and lots oh. of very bloated. The whole calendar bloated, bloated, bloated. So for a little bit of relief, let's try to remove some of the pressure and discuss some of these things uh, sort of in a rapid fire way. I guess the first thing is this, Elliot. You had all those choices, a cornucopia of sports viewing uh, for your pleasure. What, what, what did you watch? What did what what has grabbed your attention and actually been able to get you to watch something uh, amongst all of the selection? Or are you, you just flipping of, back and forth? You aimed a lot of things there. Certainly watched some of that. But I think the thing that I've been most interested in is something you didn't even mention. CFL preseason, baby. I We're mentioned just, it. I mentioned it. Oh, yeah, get, get, make it sure you didn't oh, hear I it. <laughs> I was cut out for a second. You watched the CFL preseason? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. <laughs> is it televised? <laughs> yeah. It's tele- I think they got a television. You went live. You went to the game, didn't you? Look, uh, there is lots of excitement here in Edmonton about the Elks. And I think that that is where I'm going to be focusing my attention to start the year. They had an awful year last year. It's a rebuilding year, but they've signed and brought on like everyone and their uncle to this training camp, just like they did last year, but they have a better idea of what's happening. They've signed some stars in the off season. And there is lots of excitement about this Chris Jones led football team. And frankly, it's kind of captured my eye. So what I'm watching right now and what I'm thinking about is the upcoming out season I think there is energy and excitement in this city. Um, obviously, we it's been a really tough 
three years. We haven't won a home game here in, in like something like a thousand days or something ridiculous like that. Like absolutely insane. Um, so we're hoping, you know, that'll be the first goal to win a game at home. Um, but that's, did they win the preseason game? No, like I, I think they lost by two. And it was All the preseason games were really short. Now, uh, did sorry, Elliot, did you go? No, I didn't go, oh. but I was following it and watch it. And I was in Calgary when the team was in Calgary gotcha. uh, during all the smoke and stuff. So I actually passed by the team walking in downtown Calgary. So, Braden, I, I will pose the same question to you. I know that you are also one of those consumers of sports on like the replay or the 30 minute sort of recap. So like, I'm sure you're getting more than sitting down for like a full game necessarily, but what have you been watching? What have you been following and what do you think have been the most sort of attractive of all of the options? I've for sure, I think for sure the later the rounds get in the playoffs, the NBA and the NHL, it gets a little bit more exciting. The drama becomes a little bit more, um written as as the games go on lots of histories being made there's some players in the nba that are surpassing some of the all-time statistics in and points in the playoffs just incredible performances and you start to see um yeah just just greatness uh as these teams continue i think that the nba is set for a really exciting um finals and it's also a finals we don't know what the team in the East obviously is going to be yet, but I mean, we're, we're seeing teams that aren't usually here. We're seeing Florida, the Florida Panthers going on crazy runs in the NHL and, you know, Vegas was there in their inaugural season, but they haven't been back and they've got all these guys. I'm just saying there's so many, there's so many things that have been catching my eye. I think ultimately the later these playoffs go, um, th- those are the things that I've been most drawn to drawn attention to. And you know what, Brayden, you're right. Like those are two, obviously they're the two biggest leagues right now playing. I mean, the major league baseball, but it's early season. This is, this is huge NBA and NHL playoffs. And it comes down to the final four teams on each, you know, in each league. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in topic two, but I, I mean, what's crazy about it is that for both those leagues, they have to also be going like, where did all these, where did all this competition come from? Where did all of these different options to watch? Like you really couldn't have asked for a busier May in terms of, and, and I don't just mean because look, spring's always got lots of different sporting options, but more, I, I feel like more than in a long time, all of them have like heightened stakes, heightened drama, heightened energy. I mean, I, I'm just going to tease the fact that I guarantee you on Tuesday, if you listen to the Pit Stop podcast, you're going to hear a very excited Tyler Walzak because Monaco, usually it's a parade of cars going through the streets. It's boring. It started pouring rain halfway through that race and the drama went through the roof. Like it was, it was insane. It was a lot of fun. So if you're watching that, like that is another thing that was, that was higher than, than expectations, right? IndyCar. I don't, I've never watched IndyCar in my life. It's not a sport I've ever followed. As a Formula One fan, I get it. It's open wheel racing in America, but they drive around most of their races in a circle. The end of the IndyCar 500 to, today was insane. They ended up red flagging it with three laps to go. They had to go into the pits. It felt a lot like the drama at the end of a, the Formula One season two years ago in Abu Dhabi, where you had a guy in the lead who all of a sudden was sitting there looking at a red flag and everyone behind him coming after him. And the guy in second place overtook him on the last corner to win, even though he dominated the entire race, like just stole it from him. great drama, really exciting. 
I mean, again, the Memorial Cup has these huge lopsided scores. That gets people excited. The World Championship, I want to spend a second talking about that because that's the other hockey right now. That's This is usually the other tournament, like the boring. You might watch this uh, at 7 o'clock in the morning if you happen to be up before work or something and the TV's on and TSN's there. And obviously TSN puts a lot of money into it because they don't own the NHL playoffs. And so they've always tried to hype it, but usually it's really boring in Canada and the United States and Sweden and Finland. They just blow everybody out and that's the tournament. Latvia beat the United States today for the bronze medal and the gold medal game, although it ended up being pretty lopsided 5-2, we're talking about Germany without Leon Dreisaitl in the finals against Canada, the world championship, the men's world championship. Which means and they took US the lead in the hockey game. As well. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's insane how this tournament just all of a sudden had these underdog storylines, which is what makes it exciting. Did you watch any of that stuff, Braden? Yeah, I did. I, I didn't watch the Germany game, but I wanted to see what this gold medal game would be like. And like good hockey and yeah. Germany. I mean, we've seen them progress and the, the more the players are getting drafted into the league, um, that team's that just that country is becoming a lot more of a powerhouse. In hockey. I mean, I think you said it, Jordan, the word for this month has been underdog. There's mm-hmm. underdog stories everywhere. I mean, I'm thinking back. I should have mentioned this when you asked me first, because, of course, CFL has been the story for me and the underdogs that are the Elks this year. But what about the PGA Championship last year and all the stories related last, to last that? Week, yeah. amazing, or last week and yeah. weekend related and all the stories related to that as well, too. Just like an excellent stories everywhere in the world of sports right now. And I don't know if this is a product of. You know, we're just really lucky and lots of good stuff's going on. Are we more engaged? Is the coverage better? You know, it feels like in lots of sports right there at the pinnacle of the game and, and the margins are so thin and it feels like in any sort of tournament, game, playoff series, anything can happen. Um, you know, it's it, there's something there's been something in the air in the last uh, three weeks. And I think, it, you know, the word underdog just stuck with me when you said it. That's yeah. what, that's what I've been thinking about. No, for sure. Month of the underdog. It's a fantastic storyline. And we'll see again. We have, you know, two more rounds to be decided in the two major sports that still are in their playoffs. We're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but as you say, I think it's just it just dawned on me or it occurred to me as I sat like I, you know, I always like to check in on what else is going on around the sports world before we sit down to record this, because usually we kind of know what we want to talk about. There's some big storyline or the Oilers if we're in the regular season or whatever. I sat down today and I was like, oh, let me just check. And I, all of a sudden I'm scrolling and I'm like, oh my God, that was on today. Oh my God, that was on today. I'm looking at the score. Like just the, just like the TSN ticker is yeah. so fat with content. It's insane. Literally bloated. That's what I'm saying. Like, I also can't imagine that this is an easy time to own like a sports bar that has like multiple TVs because it's like, what do you put on all of them? You've got to literally well, have a little bit of everything, you know, sort of sprinkled do. around. And they do. And at all hours, you get soccer in Europe in the morning. That's right. Because the Premier League championship has just been it's decided. It's all going on. It's Bundesliga. Great. Yeah. No, 100%. All right. Let's leave it there. That's topic one. Creativity has the power to take our breath away, to move us to action or reaction, to invite us to feel more fully alive. And when the creativity is coming out of the kitchen of a local restaurant, the experience has the power to do all of the above and put a smile on your face. Q Burger in Qualicum Beach on Vancouver Island is home to culinary creativity led by owners Aaron and Kevin. Together, they have managed to make a local burger joint a must-stop on any trip up the central coast of the island. 
In fact, readers of Canadian Living Magazine recently voted it one of the top five burger restaurants in Canada. And if you're saying, yeah, but a burger joint's a burger joint, then let me ask you, what other burger joint allows you to choose between a Boomageddon, all caps, with double the beef, double the bacon, and double the cheese, and Wicked Sticky, where the roasted chicken breast is topped with balsamic reduction, roasted garlic, and fried brie, or the new Sonic Pickle Boomerito, yep, with an exclamation point. And if meat is not your treat, Consider a Brock of Ages, the Thai Tuna Tornado Wrap, or Halibut and Chips caught fresh from the ocean 10 minutes down the street that morning. The fish, not the chips. Put it on your bucket list. Q-Burger, locally owned and operated in Qualicum Beach, BC. All right, topic two. Uh, this is the one Braden's really been looking forward to. We got the NBA and the NHL conference uh, finals going. Two of them have already been decided. Uh, one of them wasn't even really close. Um, but uh, on the NBA side, we still have the Celtics and the Heat who are looking at a game seven after the Celtics have gotten now one game away from what has never been done before. Is that correct, Braden? No one's ever come back That's three what they down. Say. I think it's like in it's the pretty fi- phenomenal. Yeah, 52 to nothing or something in this kind of yeah. statistic. So I teased off the top about this, these two series, uh, these two, these two different um, leagues. We had four, four different matchups, right? Two in each side, East and West on in both leagues. And all, all four games, all four series went three, nothing, which has never also happened before with those two teams matching a playoffs. That's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden you get a couple of different storylines. One, it's like, who's the, who's going to dominate and knock somebody out. That ended up being the Florida Panthers who are, as Elliot's already pointed out, part of the underdog storyline here of the spring. And yet they no longer look like underdogs. Do they like, they look very, very strong. Yeah. They're a testament to who they've been playing (laughs) for sure. They will now face an opponent that has yet to be decided, but we are watching a game six on Monday night between Dallas and the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's start there. We'll talk about the NBA after because I feel like there's even better storylines there. But let's talk about Vegas, Dallas, El- Elliot. You, you, you know, I think our expectations were what they were going in. Did you expect it to go three nothing, and now all of a sudden see Dallas clawing its way back here in Game Six? Like nobody had this on the scorecard. No, I think you know we the, uh, on our picks as a, as a show. Uh, we did split the difference. Brayden and I have Vegas and you had Dallas, but interesting, all of us in seven games. We expected yeah. Whoa, to yeah. tight and uh and going the distance. So for Vegas to jump out to a three-nothing lead was really a huge surprise, obviously, for all of us, and I think the entire hockey world. I mean, I think Vegas was on paper the better team, has more experienced players with experience at this level, but even not really because Dallas was just there two years ago, three years ago. So yeah, the every indication was that this was going to be close. Now I have to be honest. I watched parts of the first game. Well, of course, parts of the second game and parts of the third game. And then I haven't watched the last two because I just assumed Dallas Vegas was going to just take this over. When they lost the game four, I was like, ah, yeah, well, next one. Now... Guess what I'll be doing? I'll be flipping between Alberta's election and this game tomorrow night because so you watch it partially just so that the Vegas Golden Knights win. You're so clever, man. Your strategy on election night sounds like it's going to be perfect. I well, I might need something <laughs> to take my mind off the results. Let's just <laughs> of the hockey game. I uh, know of the election. <laughs> Braden. Yeah, I I'm I'm impressed that Dallas is still in it. I'm 
really rooting for Joe Pavelski as an individual player to to I mean I'm surprised his career's carried on, frankly. Yeah, I thought he was I thought he was done for sure. Yeah. I, I declared yeah. him dead how many like points two weeks is, ago. How many goals has he gotten in the last three years? He will never play again, scores four goals again. <laughs> yeah, no, that was one of my hottest uh, flaming hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. <laughs> I do think Vegas will be able to clean uh finish finish the damage that Dallas has started right now. And in other news, I do think that the Boston Miami game is gonna come down to the last play in the NBA game seven. It like it's yeah, two very, very good teams. Boston defense so let's, is amazing. Yeah, let's, it's incredible. Let's I'm, jump to that. Let's talk about the NBA for a sec. So obviously, as similar to the NHL, one series ended pretty early. Uh the Denver Nuggets made the Lakers look pretty pedestrian. Obviously, this is, feels a little bit like it's Jokic's time. Uh, and obviously, he's got a surrounding cast of very talented players who have played very well. Murray, especially, a uh, little Canadian content in there. But this this Miami Celtics series has been just like an absolute roller coaster. I don't know if you guys saw the clip that was going around online last night when they uh, that buzzer beater that the Celtics you know the rebound they ended up putting in to win the game by a point went in but when the first shot went up it it, it missed there was this you know yeah. viral clip or whatever of this wedding at, in the miami area and there's like a table of, of guys all sitting there watching the game on their phone and the minute it hit the rim and bounced out they all started jumping up and down and there's like sudden, 0.4 seconds left right? confetti cannons are going off they had co2 canisters going Flags. the bride starts waving a giant miami <laughs> the entire wedding is convinced they've won they probably turned the phone off they had no idea that they had missed the critical moment where actually the Celtics had just knocked them into a game seven uh, and, and clawed their way all the way back to even in a series that it looked like the Celtics were dead after game two or three. Like that was the, the Celtics have had one of the most amazing resuscitations in recent memory. You've watched a lot more basketball Braden this year than I have. Like when you look at the way these two teams had matched up going into this series and how this series has played out, is this not what people should have already expected? Yeah, you should expect this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think to the like to the, um, the the greatness of some of the statistics in these in these performances. Like we're getting some unreal performances that are being compared to the likes of Michael Jordan or surpassing Larry Bird and and these kinds of numbers. So I don't think that that's um, indicative of like an. Uh, yeah what people should be expecting but i, I think it's uh, remarkable what is happening and and i think we're all like it's only just started <laughs> and the finals are coming up next week so and we didn't make picks in this but let's do do we want to make picks uh, i think we did seven? after the last like two weeks oh, did you? i think i've been wrong every time elliot yeah it wasn't great i don't think you had my you making it this far no i don't but, think a lot of people did so yeah. should we just hit the reset button and make picks for game seven monday night Brady, happy do you want to you want to lead us yeah, up? Happy to. Well, I think the Denver Nuggets are going to win regardless. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. I want to know who they're playing. All I care about is Game Seven. Pick All right. a winner of Game Seven. This is Boston, how you got yourself in trouble. TD Boston. <laughs> TD Boston Garden. All right. I'll go with the Boston Celtics because wow. they are they're at home. The reverse sweep. They are about. They're on the edge of. It means it all means nothing if they don't get the next one. So, history community. They've come this far. Might as well grab it while it's right in front of you. Elliot, 
I'll go with Miami. I think that uh, the streak lives on. No team ever goes uh, goes up 3-0 ever loses loses the series, and that continues. Wouldn't it be crazy if the Florida Panthers and Miami Heat were both in the finals? Yeah. Same year. That's what what it would make for some really, really shitty ice. That is already And a lot of beer sales. True. I will go with the (laughs) uh, Boston Celtics, and I'll tell you why. I would never want to be the team that lost three and then four in a row after being up three, nothing, but all the pressures on Miami, they are the away team. They lost game six. They lost game five. They lost game four. Like they are, they are so right now it has, it's all between the ears for Miami. And if they can pull it off, good for them, but to lose also the way they lost, I think hurts. Like it makes it even harder to get up for this game. Cause you're so just like, your your morale has to, you. I think your confidence just has to be knocked. You got to be thinking to yourself, like, what do we have to do to get this? And that's one thing that I think is never a good thing when you're when you're when you're up on the, like up against uh, this kind of situation. The pressure that's already here. You have to be able to be confident. You have to believe you can win. Teams that, look at the Boston Celtics. They went into Game Four convinced they could win, and they did. And they've won all the way through. They've got all the. I feel like they've got all that mojo. So we'll see. I'll take the Celtics. Uh, so Elliot's got the best chance here to be the winner um, because we took the Celtics. Um, any final thoughts on these four uh, sort of matchups here? Do you want to, do we need to talk more about the Lakers and Nuggets or the, are we doing a hats off? Yeah. All right. I'll leave it for the hats off. All right. Great. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I'll tell you now. Let's get to it then. Here's uh, that's the end of topic two. Hey, I'm Sayer, and I love Marvel. And I'm Kaylee, and I love someone who loves Marvel. <laughs> and we're watching through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU, in release order. There's another order. For Kaylee's first time. And Sayer's 85th. <laughs> Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find MCU. And me! Sayer's obsessed! And Kaylee's the best! Okay, Braden, I know you're uh, you've been you've been sort of like one step ahead of us the whole way tonight. Yeah. So why don't we let you go first? Who are you taking your hat off to this fine Sunday evening? I'm going to tip my hat off to a player that uh, that signed a 10 day contract in the NBA, I think in hmm, I want to say February, March, halfway through the season. He comes on and pretty you, you talked about pedestrian earlier. Uh as the Lakers are, but this guy turned a 10 day contract into being arguably the third best player on the Los Angeles Lakers behind Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Um, I'm tipping my hat off to Austin Reeves, who is about to sign a very lucrative contract and be a very good player in the NBA for years to come. Great one. Um, Elliot, who have you got? Yeah, my hats off is to Michael Block. Uh, this is from the story from last week at the PGA Championship. Uh, this wonderful story basically uh, kind of comes on and what's just the equivalent of like an amateur status, makes the cut, goes on a run, hits a hole in one uh, in the final round, uh, gets a ton of attention just when we're going back to underdog stories. Uh, I loved seeing this, uh, you know, all the people at his home course watching and all the love he got there. Uh, his kids, his family, just one of those stories that you just you only capture in sports. So hats off to Michael Block on for a, a great weekend last weekend. That's a great one. 
my hat is going to go off to Brittany Griner, who returned to the WNBA. Um, I, I guess it was last week. I watched the video, I think, last last weekend when we weren't recording. But um, she made her official return to the hard court to play some basketball, the sport she loves that she has been, you know, I think probably for a very long time thinking about would she ever play again? How would it feel to play again? All of those kind of feelings, uh, a harrowing journey. We've talked a lot about on the show. I don't need to go into that part of it, but to first see her, of course, get home safely to get the help I'm sure that she needs. And now to see her starting to live her life again. And as a professional athlete to be able to do that in front of all of the, uh, fans, all of the attention that comes with it, but just looking happy, looking like she's enjoying life. She played well. My hat goes off to Brittany Griner. Um, and hopefully this is the end of that chapter of her life and she can move on to the next one, chase championships and more frivolous, but, but certainly more enjoyable things. Thank you, Braden. Thank you, Elliot. It was a jam packed and bloated episode. Um, we should really find like a, uh, like a gas X sponsor or something for the future of this show. That would be fantastic. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us this week. As I teased a little bit earlier as well, Tuesday, we will have the pit stop podcast looking at the Monaco Grand Prix. Tyler and myself will break down all of the exciting drama that happened for the second half of the race. Of course, the first half being Monaco. We also have a new episode of the Ellipses Thinking podcast out this Wednesday. So check that out wherever you get your podcast. You can learn more about all of our shows at the Ordinary Podcasting Network's website. That's ordinarypodcasts.com. You can follow us on Instagram, follow us, uh, I guess, on Facebook. Probably probably still have a Twitter account. I don't think anyone ever uses it. Follow Braden's OnlyFans. <laughs> and we'll leave it there. All right. Thanks, guys. That was Hattrick. Hattrick is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It's produced every week by Jordan Dyler-Coltman and Braden Dyler-Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. The Ordinary Podcasting Network wishes to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include Treaty 6 territory, the traditional meeting ground and home for many indigenous peoples, including the Cree, Dene, Soto, Blackfoot, Métis, and the Nakota Sioux peoples, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. We acknowledge the many First Nations, Métis, and Inuit, whose footsteps have marked these lands for generations. And we extend our appreciation for the opportunity to live, create, and share stories on these territories. The Ordinary Podcasting Network intends to engage in conversations and dialogue, which acknowledge that reconciliation is not a destination, but a journey, and that we remain committed to practicing our craft in a decolonized space.